it's just one frequency different than our reality. So it is as if it is a different radio channel uh, station. Some people are able to mix the frequencies. And so there is maybe, you know, an alternate reality all around us, but especially in Iceland that is just maintained and they are in a different world. Welcome to Mysterious World, episode number 26, where I return to my conversation with Dr. Katie T. Larson, and we talk about astral travel, elves and fairies, spiritual guidance, and psychedelics. Fun seekers, welcome to Mysterious World. I'm Stuart Palm. Thank you for joining us or returning to our conversation. This is the second half of my conversation with Dr. Katie T. Larson. Um, if you listen to the last one, which which uh, it doesn't matter if you listen to that one first, but I think it gives a good take on on who she is and what she's about. And um, we really just it, it, the first episode cuts right where this next episode begins and she basically tells two stories in our conversation the first one um is covered in 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 the first episode and that that's on being a highly sensitive person and also being able to sense ghosts and spirit world things this one she talks about astral travel and seeing fairies or fey folk or elves she calls it elves because she's in iceland um but you'll hear that in a moment um, before we begin, before we jump into that conversation, I want to draw your attention to the way you can support us. And that is by going to patreon.com. If you're not familiar with what Patreon is, this is a way online for you to support artists that create things, wonderful things from music to um, experiences like this, podcasts. Uh, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Again, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And if you want to support, please support Mysterious World by going to patreon.com slash Mysterious World. Or you can go to mysteriousworldpodcast.com, which is uh, goes you to the, gets you to the podcast site where this um, all this is hosted. Uh, at the top of that site, there's a button right in the right in the banner for going to patreon will take you right there what do you get though that's what everybody always wants to know what do i get well first you get a pdf copy of my book access your psychic self beginner pendulum magic where you can learn all about how to use a pendulum and my ideas on things that um i think are amazing to to use a pendulum for uh and then i will be giving extra content extra conversations extra recordings that will only be available to the Patreon supporters. So go there, pledge your support. Any dollar amount is helpful. Um, otherwise, there's no other way that revenue is collected for Mysterious World Podcast, which makes this otherwise a labor of love. And so let's focus on love for a moment. Um, it's really the, you know, it's, it's our, our general goal is focusing on love. And uh, and doing that through mystery, you know. 
So we're going to do that. We're going to take a moment of silence. It's something we do here at Mysterious World Podcast now in every episode. Uh, so before we do, uncross your legs. Sit comfortably in a space where you can, or in a position where you can let go of focusing on your body for a few moments. Um, relax your mind if you're driving. Uh, don't do this this part. Skip, skip on to the next. Uh, but for those of you who are seated somewhere where you can let go of focusing on other things for the next, I mean, just, just about 20, 30 seconds or something. Uh, I'm going to play some relaxing music and uh, we're going to allow ourselves to focus on gratitude and love. Whatever images that brings to your mind, whatever thought that brings to your mind, allow yourself to focus on gratitude and love for the next few moments. That's right. So would it be, Jai Gurudev, blessed be. In the last episode of Mysterious World, episode number 25, we talked to Katie a lot about being a highly sensitive person and what that means. And I imagine a lot of people who are drawn to the content that we create here in the topics we talk about are themselves highly sensitive people. And I'm curious to get a little bit of interaction from you guys. So if you can go to mysteriousworldpodcast.com 
and uh, leave a comment on our um, show page or, or leave a comment somewhere and let us know what it is that you do that helps you deal with the modern world as a highly sensitive person and uh, you know give us your tips also I want stories and I want stories of um, people out there who've had experiences with fairies and elves and fae uh, if you have a story where you have a similar experience to what Dr. Katie D. Larson will talk about today, uh, where you've seen something that other people can't see, where you have an experience uh, with the unconscious world, where you have an experience with the fairy folk, let me know. I'd love to hear those stories. You can send them uh, to, you can send them to me at thirdsightstudio at gmail.com, or you can go to mysteriousworldpodcast.com and leave a comment. Uh, you can find us uh, Third Sight Studio uh, on Instagram at Third Sight Studio, or you can go to my performance Instagram at Psychic Entertainer, or search on the internet for Stuart Palm and find me somehow. But I, I want I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Um, what what have you had? I have had some some weird moments that that go delve into that, but nothing I would definitely call elves. So that's fascinating to me. Um, please take a moment. In fact, you could even pause this right now and do it um, and go to Apple Podcasts. That's the biggest podcast server by far. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. It really helps a lot. It's a very small thing to do. Go to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and leave a positive review. Um, it it's amazing how these little things can help and and follow me at those uh, situations on Instagram. Go to go to at Psychic Entertainer and at Third Sight Studio and follow small stuff, small stuff you can do and and uh, support us. Um, and if you again want to d give a big support, go to the Patreon.com. Uh, for those of you out there who are creators yourselves, who are artists in any way, Patreon.com is also very good for you. Uh, to create your own community of supporters to allow yourself to do the things you've always wanted to do or to support the things that you're already doing. But uh, that's not what we're here to do today. Today we are here to listen to my conversation with Dr. Katie T. Larson. Dr. Katie T. Larson um, is a fascinating person. Uh, if you haven't listened to part one, uh, after you hear this, go back and, and listen to that one. Um, and I'm not going to delay any longer. Please enjoy my conversation with Dr. Katie T. Larson. Another interesting one that I've used is I am able to see myself from third person above, and I almost have, you know, it almost reminds me of that video game, Sim City, where you have like almost like a little jewel <laughs> over yeah. you. And the jewel color will be a sign, because that colors mean a lot to me. And a color will kind of give me more 
if I should, should I go down this path? Um, should I turn left? And then the color will say, you know, green, yes, go. Or red, no, don't go that way. And sometimes that helps me in scenarios to be able to go into this third person view of myself and understand which direction to go. And, and should I tell you which uh, theory I really resonate with that first described that to me and I said, oh my God, that's what happens to me. Please. Um, yeah, this is the concept of the daemon. Do you know about oh, the daemon? Yes, I do know about the daemon. Yeah. And so put very simply for anyone who doesn't know about the daemon, I will give it a very 21st century spin, which is the daemon is almost the player of the video game character. And we are the video game character and the daemon is the player. And so your daemon is your guardian angel, your higher self, your spirit guide, you know, a wiser version of you. I mean, there's a variety of ways we could describe the daemon. But in my opinion, the daemon is the, per the version of you that sees every possible potential choice that you can have and is playing the game. In, but you, as this person, the video game, <laughs> you know, the, the video game character, must live it in the horizontal dimension, right? So you got to yeah. live it linearly. You got to live it day by day. You have to live it um, finitely. And I think that we can communicate with this daemon. Um, and I think maybe the way that I am communicating with my daemon is through that imagery of this little jewel on top of my head. And I find it really funny that that's the visual that it gave me, which is a video game. You know, like it feels really re um, resonant with the concept of a video game, which is, you know, you have to go through these different levels of life and, you know, you kind of up level in certain areas and, you know, somebody above who's playing the game is guiding you down that path. Like you're not, you don't want to get your video game character stuck in a wall every single time, which is how I used to play video games. I would always get stuck in a wall, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you're trying to guide them in the direction of the places that you're going to get the most growth and development. So I like the concept of the daemon um, as a multidimensional aspect to our reality. Have you ever talked to your daemon? Yes. Has your daemon ever talked back? Yes. Cool. Uh, that's an experience that uh, I, I give people now in hypnosis. Um, and I don't spell it out like that, but it is uh, apparent to me through experience that everybody can go into a place where they're, where they can communicate and even just, even just use a pendulum, you can do this, but uh, where they communicate with something that's within them that doesn't identify exactly as them. Right. But it's part of them. Right. And, and it it's can, been you for as long as you can remember and you don't right. know when. Right. And, and or longer. And and it ha it can have a different name and you can you can get it a name. You can ask what his name is and, and get answers. And um I love exploring the mystery of that. And, and I Same. don't, I, I like thinking of it as a daemon, but a lot of people get lost in that one. So uh, you met an, you met an elf. <laughs> yes. And this is one that I never talk about. So this is, this will be a fun story, but 
it actually connects with astral travel first. So I will mention that first and then I'll bring up the elf if you don't mind. Sure. Because um, when I was maybe about five or six years ago, one thing I encourage everybody listening to do is just play with these skills, right? Like you're really good about, you know, try the pendulum, try visualization exercises. And I it was in a very um, playful mood maybe five or six years ago where I was just trying to see like, what are my capabilities, right? Like, I know I have these skills. I'm going to just start putting myself in these situations just to see like what I do and don't have, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I was playing with was astral travel. And I had, uh, you know, done my homework as a good academic does. And I, um, you know, read about it and watched videos about it and watched, listened to podcasts about it. And I was like, right, okay, ready to do this. And, you know, the first few times I actually did it in a, pretty well. I was able to kind of fly around Hong Kong and, you know, go over the mountains in Hong Kong and touch into the bay. And, you know, that was pretty exciting. And I thought, okay, like, where can I go next? Can and you quickly gonna... describe to people what you do to do that? Yes. So for me, and I think for many people, the best way to do it is you need to get into a state that is so relaxed, it is indistinguishable between being awake and asleep. And if you are already a meditator, or if you are already somebody who is familiar with how to do this, you'll know exactly that state that I'm describing. We call it the hypnagogic state. There you go. And it's like a liminal state, you know, I, I would call it a liminal state where it's like anything is possible, but you're not really like you're in between waking and dreaming. And um, so I would bring myself to this state using a guided meditation. And then once I was there, the specific guided meditation that I used on the day that I'm about to describe, it was one that allowed you to choose anywhere you wanted to go in the world. Mm. And I chose Iceland. And in this experience, the person guiding us said, you know, a variety of things. And I kind of, you know, my body was flying over into Iceland and I was seeing what the environment looked like. And I was, you know, visualizing mostly the nature of Iceland. And they said, now do something that is physical to the environment so if you were to ever visit there in real life, you would be able to see if you were really there. Right. And so I found a rock and the rock looked like a heart. And I placed that rock on the, on the ground and I just like kind of memorized what it looked like. And then, you know, I felt like that's good enough and I'm never going to go to Iceland. So I'm never going to know what it's like. There you go. Heart rock. Bye-bye. And then poof, you know, you come out and you kind of go back into your normal body. And I, you know, didn't think much of it. I thought, oh, that's fun. Um, what a great, what a great, you know, 30 minute exercise. Like, and I didn't really think much of it. Then um, about six to nine months later, my husband and I had an opportunity to go to the UK for a wedding. And just so happened, there was a really weird deal where you could also fly to Iceland and make the UK your, um, like, a uh, layover. Mm -hmm. um, um, and so we said, oh, my God. I said, Blake, I want to go to Iceland so bad. This is going to be amazing. Can we do it? Can we do it? And 
so we decided to book it and we arrived in Iceland and it was amazing. I mean, I felt so connected. And I know when anybody has certain areas of the world that they're very resonant with, there's a variety of reasons why. And for me, there's something about that land that is uh, physically, the vibration of that land, it's just almost magical. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is similar to New Zealand in the sense of, yes, it's the environment that you see visually, but there's some invisible energy that you're tapping into while you're mm-hmm. there. And, you know, scientifically, um, a lot of a lot of studies show it's the vibration of the quartz um, or the basalt, you know, it's very volcanic. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot of crystals and things and those crystals are piezoelectric and they give off vibrations, right? So, I mean, there are ways of looking at this from the scientific perspective and, you know, it's magical. So, all right, we're driving, we rent, we rent a camper van, we're driving around. It's our first night there. All of a sudden it starts to pour rain. We don't, luckily Iceland has a rule where you can park anywhere and you can sleep anywhere. So we're turning all of these, you know, there's no, there's no street lights in, in the middle of the, you know, country. And so we're turning and all these, could okay, we turn here? We're just trusting our instincts. Do we turn here? Do we turn here? And suddenly this, this rain is just so strong that we have nowhere else to go. And my husband says, let's just park here. I'll drive enough off of the road that, you know, we'll be safe. And you know what, let's just camp here for the night. So we camp, fall asleep to the sound of the rain. In the morning, there's no rain. We wake up and we open the door of the camper van. And little did we know, we are on very close to a, a beach. And the, hmm. uh, on the beach are just miles and miles and miles of pebbles, um, and rocks that are probably the size of your palm. So as you do in the morning when you're camping, I go and I find a little tuft of grass and I say, don't look. And I go and I find a place to pee. And as I'm squatting to do my business, I look down and what do you see? The freaking heart rock, like nice. right next to me. And I pick it up and I scream and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, like, like what are the odds? And I mean, it really was a heart shaped rock. I mean, it looked exactly like in my vision. It was just my favorite experience in the world, which is like a wink from the universe. Like, yeah. see what I did? See what I did there? Ought to be kidding me. And that really was, again, validating of, look, what are the odds? Okay, fine. Maybe there's just a heart rock. And maybe I just found a rock that looked like a heart. But I wasn't trying to pay. I wasn't trying to find it. It right. was just. It was the first rock I saw on my first morning in Iceland, and God, did that really just creep me out. I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation. Uh, it was lovely for me. I'm currently working on uh, the next few episodes and what those are going to be. Uh, I have lined up to do a recording with the amazing Todd Robbins. Um, who is a wealth of knowledge. He is a walking encyclopedia on ghost stories, dark histories, murder stories, and such. He's also a sideshow performer, sword swallower, glass eater extraordinaire. And I'm also going to be having a conversation for Mysterious World Podcast with my own father. So that's exciting. Um, To... (laughs) To kind of give you an unsolicited commercial, 
Um, if you go back for a few episodes, you'll hear my conversation with Catherine Ironwood. Um, Catherine Ironwood runs a thing called the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. And um, I've got to have a lot of really fabulous results from from using their work. Um, this is stuff for people who are into witchcraft or into hoodoo magic and uh, readings and things like that. The, the deep and mystical side of this kind of practice. Um, and they have a they have an oil uh, that I that I use on candles and on my own personal rituals and things. This is called Steady Work Oil, and it's amazing. Um, I have a process that I use the oil with a candle and also a sigil. And uh, in this time of pandemic, in this time of people being locked in, uh, I'm extremely busy. I have a lot of steady work. I have a show coming up on July 2nd, and those of you who are in Hong Kong, please come and see. Uh, my show at the Riff. Um, I have a new residency at a local restaurant called Crown Super Deluxe, and at Crown Super Deluxe is Tapinaki uh, Fair and uh, and me. Uh, most days, there's four days a week now that I'm there. Um, so if you're in Hong Kong, come over, have a wonderful Tapinaki dinner, and see me perform it at, uh, at your table. Um, so that's great. The and 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 you know. There's a lot of factors that go into me doing that, but um, one of the meditations that I have involves uh, lighting a candle and uh, carving a sigil and putting that steady work oil on it, and I've it's it's great stuff. Um, if you want to check out that world, uh, which is definitely a mysterious world, go to uh, Lucky Mojo Curio Co. Dot I think I just blanked on whether it was .com or .org. Let's look it up right now. And that website is luckymojo.com. And then you want to go down and click on their catalog link to get uh, to get to their shop. But there's so they have so many pages and so many cool stuff. So check that out. Also, if you want to empower yourself to manifest anything that you're looking to create in your life or transform yourself into, I highly recommend learning the process of creating a sigil. Uh, sigil magic is a long history and uh, is a fascinating topic. Um, if you'd like to know more about sigil magic, um, let me know. Send me a message at thirdsightstudio at gmail.com um, or you can go to uh, mysteriousworldpodcast.com and leave a comment or connect through the website. I uh, will probably be doing more on, on sigil magic. I think I'm going to be doing a teaching on uh, teaching on sigil, like, like a like a video workshop. What do we call those? <laughs> We've been doing so much a Zoom, but but not just a Zoom, a uh, webcast. Is that was right. Whatever those things are called these days. Uh, I'll be doing a video where I teach people to create sigils and um, and use them and create rituals with sigils. And where will I be sharing that? I'll be sharing that on my Patreon. So um, a little hard hitting on the Patreon this time because I forgot to mention it in the last episode. Uh, but yeah, check it out and please support us on Patreon. There's gonna be a lot of great stuff coming up there. And now back to my conversation with Dr. Katie T. Larson. But you asked about the elf, so I will take you to the elf. <laughs> the elf story is one of the stories I very rarely tell people because it really will give me the stamp of crazy. So I am coming out about this one, but um, 
we continued on our trip and we continued in um, our drive and we stopped at a place and I'm going to just murder the name so I probably shouldn't even try to do it but it starts with snaffle you know and, and if anybody's ever been there they're going to be screaming the name right now of what it's really called but it's like a s-n-a-f something something place and it's very famous uh, rock formation and we got out and we're, we're going through the moss we're just walking through the moss you know walking hiking in a way mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like with my husband uh, equal and then all of a sudden, on my right-hand side, similar to how a ghost would appear to me, is a little girl, eight, nine, ten. Uh, she looks like a human. Um, doesn't really look like an elf, but was dressed in clothes that you would attribute to an elf, right? Like, so it's not modern clothes. It's, it's more um, ratty. Um, you could tell it, it would be akin to like, you know, watching the old Robin Hood films or Game of Thrones, you know, it's like that kind of dress. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, can you hear me? 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 And then I looked at her and in my mind, I said, yeah, I can hear you. And then she said, oh, she can hear me. And she starts jumping up and down and she says, right. I have so many questions for you. First of all, how did you get here? Second of all, what is your name? How old are you? And she just starts like screaming questions at me. And I, you know, am just using my mind telepathy or whatever you want to call it. I'm not verbalizing this out loud, but I'm just showing her I came on an airplane, you know, and like, this is my husband and we're on vacation. We're driving a car, you know, but I'm showing her and using words in my mind and I'm sending them to her and she's just so excited. And this is all happening at the same time as my husband and I are walking. He has no idea that this is occurring. Right. And I finally look over at him and I said, I'm talking to an elf. I can't believe this is happening. Just let me be for a couple of minutes. And he starts laughing. He goes, only you. And he kind of goes on his way. And I sit and I have this conversation with this little girl. And she starts showing me, yep, right over there, that hill, that's where me and my brother, she goes, I live over here. And she points to like a rock crop, right? But in my mind's eye, it didn't look like rocks. It looked like a place to live you know, where like there was like a fire and like I could see her mom like stirring a pot and like, you know, it looked like a real homestead. But where we were, it was like, you know, it was weird. I could see like reality and I could see like the way she was describing everything double, right? So like one had like a a film over it and the film was her version of reality and I was seeing my version of reality. And she wanted to share with me what it was like to be her. You know, and she was saying, oh, me and my brother, we we go sledding down that hill when it snows. And, you know, I have a little baby brother, too. And I'm the middle child and I'm nine or, you know, she told me her age. I can't remember if it was eight, nine or ten. But it was like. Just like the coolest experience. And then, you know, I'm answering questions and I'm trying to show her in my mind's eye what Hong Kong looks like. And I'm trying to just like connect with this entity and. I guess what was exciting about it was she was just so interested in the fact that I could like see her, Yeah. you know, but then she said, Oh, my mom's calling me. I need to go and just ran away. And I look at my husband and I was like, you're not even going to believe what just happened to me. And I told him everything. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? Of course. And also, wow, that's really cool. And then the longer you stay in Iceland, the more you speak to locals, everybody has an elf story. Everybody has an elf story. And, and the theories behind how it exists 
the one my favorite is it's just one frequency different than our reality. So it is as if it is a different radio channel uh, station and we are on 102.3 and they are on 102.5. Yeah. And it's like sometimes, you know, when you're driving late at night and you pass, you know, you get your radio on and you accidentally pick up the radio station. That's a couple of frequencies beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are able to mix the frequencies. And so there is maybe, you know, an alternate reality all around us, but especially in Iceland that is just maintained and they are in a different world. And we can, if we're lucky, kind of integrate with that at times. And I might have tapped into that, which was really cool. In uh, did everybody refer to this as elves? Yeah, I think I think that's the nomenclature in in Iceland, Iceland. right? Because so it's similar to it a like fairy fae story, folk. right? It's a fae folk. It's a fae story. Yeah, it's a fairy. Hmm. But in Iceland, you, you mostly hear the word elf. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it makes you recognize, too, like you said at the start of the show, you know, oh, ghosts are the same as uh, fairies, which are the same as this. It is that other dimension, right? It is, it's just something that has been around and that we have tapped into since the beginning of time. And we create mythologies, stories, archetypes you know, to explain it. And, you know, what is to say that the fae fae folk, the elves and gray aliens and ghosts, you know, they're not all somewhat representative of the same consciousness, which is just a few, you know, frequencies away from us. Yeah. Do do you think everybody um, has the capacity to have these experiences? Maybe not. And here's why. Um, You might have heard me drop the phrase highly sensitive person a few times in reference to myself. And I only bring that up because that is a description of myself that I've recently learned that like hits the nail on the head. Uh So a highly sensitive person is about 15 to 20% of the population. 50% are men, 50% are women. And this is based on what study? Research. Yeah. So the main researcher in this field is Dr. Elaine Aaron. And she has several books on the topic, but now since her own research was the pioneer in this field, there have been additional studies, especially with fMRI machines, which is Mm -hmm. why when you say, is this something all of us can do? In the fMRI machines, highly sensitive people tend to, A, pick up on subtleties and make connections in variety of places in their brains more so than the other 70, 80% of the population. And we're more perceptive of what some may call invisible energies. Right. So I, uh, I identify as a highly sensitive person. And so I think I am, you know, definitely capable of this. But if you are somebody listening and you say, you know what, I don't really pick up on subtleties. I don't really pick up. I'm not really empathic. I'm, I'm not really, um, uh, I don't really feel anything that she's describing. Then you might not have that skill set. Um, that might not be something that you were born with. You might be great at math and spreadsheets and something else, 
but somehow uh, there are 15 to 20 percent of the world that are in this category or I think I think they I don't really know that exact number but empathic people tend to be like under 10 percent right and so there are people that are just born with this whether it's your brain um, your nervous system uh, they used to just cause weirdos yeah right I'm a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) yes you are and, and that's uh, we okay. all have our brand of weird, <laughs> don't we? We all have our brand of well, weird. Well, I, 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 I think, I think it's like musical ability. Yes. Everybody has the I capacity can. to learn and be and, and enhance their musical ability, but not everybody has a natural inclination to be like. Some people They're sit theory. down and they immediately get it. Um, so so I I do think that everybody has the capacity to open up more of this because I, I think when people do experience, um, when you give them an in where it's, where it's like comfortable and acceptable to explore these things, they will start to have more of them. And the more you focus your, your life on that or your intention on that the more it will open up to you um but then there are some of us who kind of just were that way yes and, and we've been i mean i am surely artist but sorry. you will use it in a different way which is similar to this skill set you know you will use this differently based on your natural abilities yeah and it's interesting how families try to shut it down to some degree yeah. um, because they don't understand or they, or they, they see it as a child play type thing. It can be very confronting um, for anyone to have that provocative experience. You know, anytime there's a provocative experience, you have a choice then in there of whether you're going to let it break your shell and disorient you into a new direction or you allow it to, or you ignore it, right? Yeah. Or you just try to make sense of it in the known frameworks that you, you know, the handful of frameworks that you're working with. But, Did you have you know, um, imaginary friends as a kid? Yes. And, you know, not only did I have imaginary friends, I almost existed you know, it's funny, a, a highly sensitive person has a very rich inner world. Yeah. And I feel like one thing I still have is in my dreams, I go to other realities. Like I, I, I have char- reoccurring characters in my mm-hmm. dreams and reoccurring um, locations that you know, I will put the Jungian analysis on that in a second and be like, oh, well, clearly, you know, like sometimes I'll say, well, clearly my parents' basement represents my unconscious. And anytime <laughs> I have a dream about my parents' basement, I should be looking at what my unconscious desires are. Like I can do that framework and I love that framework and I often use it as a way to interpret my dreams. And why am I having these dreams about the same people and these timelines pick up where I leave off and, you know, I, I have these, these characters that uh, some are real, 
like, you know, they, they're in my real life now and then they just play a different role in this dream. And some, I don't know, but they are very prominent in my dreams. And so it's like, I also had a very active dream life and I still do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's the, the difference between childhood and adulthood is a lot of people try to ignore the dream life and shut it up so they can do whatever it is they, they are told they should do or feel they should do in, in their daily life. Yes. And um, you know, you, when you asked before of like, you know, this, um, you know, does everybody have this and are there ways to improve this? When I work with people in their lives who have these, these skill sets or these gifts, but maybe have kind of ignored them, one of the first things I do is help them recognize when they come, these skill sets are easy for them and how they come out naturally. And, you know, it's very interesting because what I'm noticing, and this is the phenomenological, like this is the phenomenology in me of loving just listening to people's direct experience with this is there are certain environments where this uh, phenomenon will happen more for certain people. So for mm -hmm. example, it will occur uh, maybe more so in nature for some people, right? So I encourage people, okay, like find the place that this happens for you. Like for me, I can't do a lot of what I do in my house. I sometimes need to leave my house because there's just some different energy that I need to tap into. Usually nature is that energy for me. And sure. then the other, the other thing is, you know, how do your normal natural cycles influence your ability to do these things so you know for men you're working with the, the the sun cycle and the lunar cycle but for women you know we're working with the lunar cycle built into our bodies which is the menstrual cycle and for a lot of women we are much more intuitive and tuned in to our abilities and our our um capabilities of tapping into that realm uh, when we are bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so for many centuries and, and millennia, when women would go together into these quote red tents, um, they would, you know, we sync up as we do as women, we sync up with our menstruation. Um, they would be the, the shamans and they would go into the red tent together. Everybody would be bleeding together and they would get the visions for the community. They would get the, um, uh, advice that was for, you know, health matters and things like this. So they were tapping into a wisdom that was more available to them during their own, which is usually connected to the dark moon, um, their own menstrual cycle. And the, what I find really interesting is you can see this replicated um, in men that would have these, when you look at the, the cultures that would do these red tents or they would separate their women um, during this time of menstruation, the men often in these cultures would then do rituals where they would cut themselves on their, on their body, you know, whether it's their arm or their leg or something, and they would try to bleed so that they could replicate what the, the women were experiencing during this time and you know whether or not they were successful you know sometimes it is not in the literature but right. when you look into the mythology and the rituals around the world it seems that we as humans have had this capability for millennia and we knew it right yeah and some of us have forgotten it and some of us are now in a really cool era of re remembering it 
And, you know, I feel really, like I mentioned at the beginning, um, I feel a real responsibility to be a bridge uh, to share these, these ancient and very real experiences that we've all felt with the modern, la- ra- rational, logical, you know, way hmm. of being. So it's like, no, you can, you can really tap into this and just pay attention to the way that you can, because everybody has a time where it's a little easier for them. Awesome. Do you want to talk about Growth Quest? Yes. Yeah, I'd love to. So you can find me at growthquests.com. And I am a growth and transformation specialist. And what I do is I help people. Um, I, in, I help initiate the growth that you need. So some of us know we need growth and we are trying to make sense of our purpose in this world and how our own self-development and our own self-empowerment can influence you know, our family, our community, our, the planet. So that's one thing I do is I help initiate that growth. Then I also help integrate transformation in the sense that, you know, some of us who are highly sensitive or intuitive or empathic, you know, we're going through a very, um, like a collective awakening as a society. And, you know, it's been uh, really cool watching the way COVID has, um, you know, been a catalyst for a lot of people to have an awakening and the work that I do for integrating transformations, it's everything from helping people understand, you know, their psychedelic experiences or, you know, maybe maybe they've seen an elf and I help them integrate that into their life of making meaning. You know, what does that mean for you? How does that help you um, create a, a different sense of your belief systems and or your your purpose in this world? Yeah. And, and I help that. I, I help people connect to that vertical dimension in longer and longer pockets. And so, yeah, I, I work with people one-on-one and then I also obviously um, work in workshops and things, but now it's, it's funny because I'm doing digital workshops similar to you and um, the very exciting, you know, hands-on activities that I usually do in person, I've had to create online and some of them work really well. You know, I had a whole bunch of people from, a very prominent Hong Kong bank that shall rename, shall remain nameless. <laughs> I got a couple of those one. too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're doing like shaking exercises and, you know, movement, funny movement exercises, but you know, they work and you can do it online and you can do it in person. But yes, growth quest is my baby. It is the way that I have married my intuitive skills with my academic skills and I am currently uh, certifying as a spiritual emergence coach, which is all the stuff we're talking about. People who experience these, you know, uh, the, it's the thing that breaks your shell open and you see the world in a different way and you're having an awakening and you need someone to talk to and make sense of all of that. That is now what my job is. And part of, part of my own growth in that is coming out of the closet and opening up for, about these experiences. So thank you for giving me that um, venue to say, look, I'm spiritual, damn it. And, you know, I'm not going anywhere. And so that hopefully will, will attract people who are also kind of on that journey of, I want to talk to somebody about this, but I don't know who I'm that person. Yeah. It, it's, it can be, um, uh as it has done in the ancient uh, texts and descriptions, as simple as the journey of knowing yourself. 
and and I think that's what I've since I've known you, you've been on that path. Yes. Uh, but different. The difference that I see in the way you go go about it, and <clears throat> and the way it, it exists for me is is you have um, an academic reflection or mirror that that validates it for you. Yeah. Um, what, what I is, don't think that's an accident for my soul. Like, I think my soul, the way that I was born, it needs this parallel life of, you know, I don't think it was a coincidence that on the night of my dissertation defense, when I am now, like, initiated into the world of academia, I also had a freaking ghost experience. Like, I think I right. kind of need to ride that parallel life because when I get too far in one life, and a too far, you know, too far academic, I burn out. And if I get too far in the, you know, paranormal, parapsychology, I get like disconnected from reality. So it's like, I kind of need yeah. both to keep me grounded. That makes sense. When you, you mentioned being a spiritual emergence coach. Yes. Um, was that what you said? Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Yes. Who offers that training? Uh, Integrated Mental Health for You is the name of the organization. Integrated Mental Health for You. Is that a Hong Kong thing? It's she's based out of I think she's based out of the United States. Um, her name is Dr. Emma Bragdon, and she is um, similar stories to me, right? She has a PhD, and she has a lot of exciting, remarkable stories of spiritual encounters and she is actually quite well versed in spiritism the brazilian form of spiritism uh, as a philosophy and um so a lot of the modules okay. when you say spiritism is this like um medium-based worship yeah yeah it's um phenomenologically based spiritual encounters but it is the spiritism that you're thinking of mm -hmm. um the branch that she's most familiar with is a branch in brazil and um so a lot of what we um learn um mm -hmm. has a south american spiritism and shamanistic vibe to it yeah and i really appreciate that because it's interesting the way like I, you know, me, like the way that you and I bonded originally was through mythology, right? And I love uh, universal mythologies and universal ways of describing things. Um, and so I like that, you know, you have a very indigenous wisdom in the shaman, the, you know, Amazonian shamans, and then you have like a you know, 1800s, 1900s spiritism movement. And then they really are similar, mm -hmm. you know? And then they kind of mimic like all of the new age, you know, things that people are coming up with today. So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's a wide nice. range of things there. But yeah, that, that's cool. That's interesting. I've enjoyed it. And I, I, I'll just say, you know, for me, I, one of the most uh, empower, impactful things that I had when, when I had a, a psychedelic experience and I had a psychedelic integration counselor. And so, you know, I had an experience and it was really you know, life-changing. And then I was like, who am I going to talk to about this? <laughs> and which, um, which psychedelic experience did you have? Um, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. And, you know, funny enough, being the scientist that I am, I grew the mushrooms myself. Nice. And, yeah, no, I'm like that person. I was like, I first must grow them. You know, like I'm very meticulous about the way that I wanted to do it. And um, would you like to work on some blue lotus tinctures with me? <laughs> I don't know. Is this uh, is this is this on the record? I'm not sure. I want everyone knowing my. Well, that that blue lotus tincture is not a controlled thing. All right. Uh, but but uh, but I'm interested in in learning to do tinctures. Uh, uh, yeah. No, no. Nothing on the record. We can cut this part out. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Um, it. It's just. Um, yeah. No. That that helped me a lot, and so I think that really inspired me to. I have a question for you about else. your about your psilocybin experience. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see anything that was like a smoky green entity? Oh, you know, you've asked me this before. Um, I have? Know, like, I don't yeah. remember asking you that before. Yeah. I know we've had this conversation in a way. I remember it now at a coffee okay. shop once we were joking about funny things and you said the screen fog. No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I I I, uh, I won't uh, bore everyone. Uh, you know, talking about psychedelic experiences sometimes can be like talking about dreams, right? You know, it's really influential for the person, but you know, when you say it out loud, and, and like one of the things that I was really, you know, able to see in a really cool way was just like how my relationship with people mm -hmm. was. It's like I saw the web of relationships of like, you know, I know this person through this person, but because of that, I knew this. And, and it was just like, a, that was really cool for me to see. And, you know, there's a variety of other really interesting um, experiences with uh, plants. Like I felt like I was really connected to the plants in my house yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think like those are almost like, you know, if you're going to meditate, for 20 years, you're going to feel that. Um, or you can just take a dose of mushrooms. Like I, I almost feel like it's, it's like the, the jumping, it's like tiptoeing versus jumping in the pool. And, you know, you know, I like meditation and I like, you know, a variety of, of mental uh, activities, but I needed something a little bit more visceral. And that was a very visceral experience for me. Yeah. Life's yeah, changing. Growthquest.com is one place to get in touch with you. Do you want to, uh tell everybody uh, sure. anything else like instagram handle sure sure my instagram handle is at dr katie growth quests so you can follow me on instagram and then i have a facebook page at the moment that's d-r-k-a-t-i-e growth quests so dr katie growth quests is my instagram and um yeah i have a facebook page you can like and follow it's just growth quests and uh yeah, I, I have a YouTube channel. Oh gosh, I just started my YouTube channel, which will continuously grow. So mm -hmm. I am just now, um, you know, beginning my YouTube adventure. But expect more if if you see me uh, on on YouTube. It's um, unfold at growthquests.com. Cool. Thank you, Katie. That was my great. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us here at 
Third Sight Studio for Mysterious World. Please send us your messages of any stories that are mysterious stories in your life. Stories of the paranormal, the un- unknown, uh, the supernatural. Stories of spirits, stories of fae and fairies and elves and ghosts. If you'd like to support us, please go over to patreon.com slash mysterious world. Uh, we highly appreciate it. And check out Katie T. Larson's growthquest.com and her YouTube uh, unfold at growth, growthquest.com. Uh, it's good stuff. She's got a lot of great content and interesting ways of thinking. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're staying busy. I hope you're finding ways for tra- self-transformation, uh, ways to constantly be improving your connection to who you are consciously and unconsciously and allowing that person to become a stronger, positive influence on yourself and the world around you. There's a lot of stress out there right now. I've noticed many different people deal with these things in, in many different ways. And uh, I, I uh, highly recommend meditation. If you'd like to learn more about what I call mindlessness meditation, please send me a message about that as well. Otherwise, be well, live in love, and my deepest gratitude to you and yours. Did you know freedom exists in school books? Did you know madmen are running our prisons? Within a jail, within a goal, within a white free Protestant maelstrom, we are perched headlong on the edge of boredom, 
We're reaching for death on the end of a candle. We're trying for something that's already found us. That was a poem titled Freedom Exists from Jim Morrison. Here's another. The world on fire, taxi from Africa, the Grand Hotel. He was drunk, a big party last night, back going back in all directions, sleeping these insane hours. I'll never wake up in a good mood again. I'm sick of these stinky boots. That was the world on fire. And here's one more. I can make the earth stop in its tracks. I made the blue cars go away. I can make myself invisible or small. I can become gigantic and reach the farthest things. I can change the course of nature. I can place myself anywhere in space or time. I can summon the dead. I can perceive events in other worlds, in my deepest inner mind and in the minds of others. I can, I am. That one's called power. Again, be well. Blessings to you and yours. Thank you.